Hey guys, this is Chris, and I am back, and I am in Chatham, Kent, uh, on the banks of the Medway River at the Copper Rivet Distillery, and I am with Stephen Russell, who's uh, one of the founders of this distillery, and Abby Bonick, who is the head distiller and also one of the founders, and uh, we're going to talk about what makes what they do so special and different, and... Uh, I'm going to taste some. You get to hear me taste drinks. So here we go. Stephen, let's start with you. How are you doing? Pretty good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming to see us. Yeah, thank you. So um, I've been here a little while now. You've shown me around and shown me around Chatham as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of rich history, uh, but no distilling history. So this is something new. Uh, you want to talk about the idea and how it's come to be? Yeah, sure. Um, that's right. There's, um, let's say, a limited distilling history. We're pretty sure there was... Uh, distilling and uh, we're pretty sure there would have been uh, early gin distilling it being a, a dock dockyard okay. town uh, and arguably probably one of the first locations where gin would have been made in the UK uh, really? it yeah. having been a, a Dutch drink that was brought back by the military sure. to the UK um, but let's say in the last couple of hundred years okay. not a great deal of <laughs> distilling and um, my family uh, has been in uh, the, the booze business for 40 plus years, um, always importing, uh, distributing, marketing, packaging, branding other people's um, alcohol products. And we decided several years ago that we wanted to make our own, sure. uh, our own products. You, your father and your brother. That's right, okay. my father and my brother. Um, and um, and we started to think quite mm -hmm. carefully about what would make a special and viable set of um, sp uh, spirits products, and we uh, we settled on um, uh, uh, making uh, gin, vodka, and whiskey. And okay. we have a, a new make whiskey derivative that you're going to taste, which is spectacular. And uh, not to overuse the word unique, um, and uh, we felt that there was a space in the industry for uh, true artisanship sure. and I'm sure we'll talk about that yeah. as we go through the tasting. Yeah. Fantastic, excellent, yeah. And a lot of what you do is specific to Kent, specific to a very small radius outside of Chatham, is that correct? That's right, I mean, part of the, the real artisanship is a lot of people uh, don't really uh, realize that provenance is, is not a really big thing in spirit making in the same way that it is in, let's say, uh, a lot of brewing, craft brewing, sure, yeah. or the wine industry. Mm -hmm. You know, you always think about where do the grapes come from, what's the grape variety, what kind of soil was it made in. And you don't have that in the spirits industry, and that's okay. when I talk about true artisanship. That's something that we have thought really deeply about. Okay. Um, you know, what are the what are the grain varieties that we're using, and where is it grown and you know, with every single one of our bottles of spirits, if you so desired, we could take you by the hand and take you to the field where the grain was grown. Okay. And it will be no further than 30 miles from the distillery here in Kent. That's incredible. Wow. So, Abby, um, Stephen has this great idea. You have to implement it. Yes. Uh... How did you come into the, the process and how do you go about this? Uh, well, uh, it was uh, 2012 I first met Stephen. Okay. Uh, so when he came up to Heritage University, uh, where at the time I was doing my PhD as well as I was teaching distilling uh, okay. lab as well there. Mm -hmm. So oh, that's really when we met. And the first was 
uh, a, a very casual conversation about uh, if we will, if I'll be available to help uh, to take this project forward. So I said, yeah, we will. Okay. We, we, so you're a chemist we, by background. Uh, well, I have a master's in brewing and distilling. Oh, right. So, okay. So uh, specifically to make drinks. Okay. Sorry, yes, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, yeah. So uh, brewing and distilling. So that's when we first met and we first uh, established contact that uh, that we, uh, Stephen, I'm interested in Stephen uh, um, Matthew Bob's project. Sure. Okay. And then uh, at that time, quite funny enough, uh, everybody keeps uh, saying how the gin has become a boom because every distillery is making gin. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, gin has been the uh, short outcome of a distillery who is aiming to make whiskey in the sure. future and yeah. they want to have a cash cow kind of thing. But for I think for this project, it was the other way around. It was when we first met, we talked to this, uh, we discussed about setting up a gin distillery specifically. All right, okay. So that um, was the original idea. Yes, okay. it was gin distillery was always supposed to be. But then we looked into how we can make it different. So that's when, uh, with all the experience and knowledge that we I was gathering, and we said, one way is to make your own neutral alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Source it locally. Everything local sourced, mm-hmm. and we'll have a distillery where we make our alcohol and make gin out of it. Okay. So that became. Uh, so that changed our path a little bit. So I said, okay, let's plan like that. And uh, once we uh, established our plan to make a neutral plant to make gin, mm-hmm. then we said, oh, we'll have a brew house. Yes. Uh, and we are making neutral. So can we make vodka as well out of that? It's like, yes, we can make vodka out of that because we're making neutral as sure. well. We just have to put charcoal filtration plant and then brew gin house. Gin is essentially vodka with botanicals added. Am I correct to say that? Uh, gin is essentially neutral with botanical distilled okay. together, or yeah, but yeah. vodka is neutral, filtered, charcoal filtered, okay. or just bottled. So, I see. Okay. yeah, Chris, so, the answer is if you're a distiller, it's not quite that straightforward, okay. but if you're you or me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's flavored vodka, <laughs> okay, yeah, so. So that's why. So we, we came to vodka at that stage, but then because we are having a brew house, then I said, can we make whiskey as well? And mm-hmm. we was like, yeah, we can make whiskey as well. So right, yeah. if you think in our whole distillation project that we have done, distillery project, gin was always the first, then the vodka, then the whiskey. Okay. okay so we are not okay. a whiskey distillery that right. who is making the gin to make money till the whiskeys are getting launched. Okay. So we're making whiskey because we have the knowledge and yeah. we have the equipment that we designed specifically okay. to make all these three products. Exciting. Wow, wow. And so you've got the the neutral spirit and then the so you got the vodka and the gin available now. Yes. Something that's not quite whiskey yet available, and yes. then what? Next year you're gonna release your first uh, whiskey? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, so we will launch uh, one of our whiskeys next year. That's okay. what, that is the plan as of now. We are we are constantly taking samples, which we'll sample some today oh, as well. Cool. So uh, to understand how yeah. the develop how the whiskey is developing, the one good thing for us is. Uh, why we developed the neutral and the gin and vodka first because we always wanted to create what is called a distillery character mm-hmm. okay so which is very important for us that's what we're extending our that with distillery character towards the whiskey so that's why we're keeping and monitoring okay. the how the whiskey is developing that the cask is not overtaking our whiskey so some element of that flavor profile will be in all of your products. all of our products okay. yes that is our yeah. ethos that we want to create well, should we start finding out what that flavor profile is? Exactly, okay. yes. Okay, very yeah. cool. So, what do you recommend we start with here? So, we, I, as I always do, I always start with the vodka because that okay. is the closest you can go to our neutral and okay. all these things. So, we start with vodka, uh, but then uh, have we talked about the production process that we can find in the vodka, the flavors? 
not for the purposes of the podcast. So okay, as nah. we walked around the distillery, <laughs> we talked about. Okay, so uh, the before I give you the before I give uh-huh. you the uh, sample of the vodka, let me tell you why, what you would expect out of this. Yeah. Okay, so as you have already we have already mentioned that we go local for our uh, grains. Uh-huh. We grow our grains of a specific variety, specific specification on nitrogen, moisture, and all these uh, sure. criteria. And uh, we make our vodka out of that, and our vodka mash bill, what you call it, uh, the grains that goes in, is quite complex. So okay. we have four grains going four in. Four grains, it. okay. Out of the four, three, uh, three grains and malted barley. Okay. And how we designed it is pretty much layering the flavor. So when you have the vodka, you'll see, yeah. first of all, it's very sweet, okay? It okay. has got a lot of flavors coming through. The sweetness comes from the wheat, so we use raw wheat, and majority of our mash bill is wheat. It gives a sweet sweetness and as well as a hint of vanilla. Okay. Okay. Then it also also got the spiciness, uh, spiciness, mm-hmm. uh, which comes from the raw barley and rye. Okay. So you'll have a beautiful aftertaste of the rye coming through. And while you're sipping as well, you'll find that there's a complex spiciness in there. That's from the raw barley, mm-hmm. sweet spiciness. And then also we have got malted barley, which gives a little bit of nuttiness. Okay. So, so oh, oh, this nice. is the what the flavor complexity okay. of our vodka is. And then we ferment for seven days, which makes it more fruitier. Yeah. So, so it's so. important to to mention this is not a flavored vodka. It's it's a vodka yeah. which carries some natural flavor elements that come through from the raw ingredients. Yeah. So Stephen, we were talking about this earlier. Um, a neutral spirit still has flavor. Well, yeah. I mean, the essence of most neutral grain spirit is that it's colorless, odorless, yeah. and flavorless when it's mass-produced yeah. and is sent out to all manner of, let's say, gin distilleries because they want to add their own character with the botanicals that they have. We make our own neutral grain spirit, which means that we can have a character in our okay. neutral grain spirit. Yeah. So there is those residual flavors which are you know, subtle. It's a vodka. Yeah. Um, it's not a it's not a flavor it's not a flavored uh, drink, um, but you can pick up and detect. Mm. And I think our sense is that that was one of the things which you know it's a bit unusual as a vodka. It's delicious. Um, it's a very smooth, uh, and and you and you've got that complexity. Mm. And I think our sense is that that's probably one of the things that contributed to its um, double gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Uh, this past year, 2018. In 2017. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. Well, yeah. while you were explaining that, I was having a sip of the vodka, and and Abi, I think you uh, described it quite well. Um, I do get that sort of sweet vanilla, maybe at the beginning, and uh, it, it develops over, and there's some, some spiciness there too. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a creaminess too. Yes. It's in mouthfeel as well. Yeah, creamy mouthfeel that comes from the wheat being long, fermented longer time. So yeah, all these things. Very nice. Yeah. yeah thank right. you. Yeah. So as I said, we have developed it uh, layer by as a yes. layer by layer. Okay. So how we want it, and that is why we did not distill it to absolute neutrality that you lose all these things. What is the use of it at the yeah, time? Right, yeah. yeah. When we developed all these flavors ourselves. It's very nice on a cold day like today. Well, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Warm you up. Right. So after the vodka, so the 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 whole point of that was a bit of a challenge for so us. The vodka, by the way, just to. Is called Vila Vodka. Vila, Vila Vodka. vodka. Um, and that is... V-E-L-A. Okay. That is available, um, obviously, online at uh, copperrivetdistillery.com. Um, also available in Harrods. Yeah. Uh, Selfridges. Very nice. Uh, okay. And Waitrose in, in the south of 
south of England. So okay, it's Brilliant. something we're really, really proud of. It's a yeah, really a delicious drink. Heard of those places? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was a bit of a challenge for us to design the vodka uh, neutral is because it has to go towards Vela Vodka as well as it has to also be suitable enough to make the gin, mm -hmm. to complement sure. the gin botanicals because we designed the gin recipe first uh, when we were de developing here. But we couldn't uh, develop a vodka recipe because we didn't have techniques to do a lab neutral distillation. Yeah. <laughs> so gin recipe, while it was ready, then when we got the distillery, we had to uh, develop the neutral recipe so it complements the gin. So now our gin has got mm -hmm. nine botanicals when we distilled okay. it. And this is Dockyard, dockyard, dockyard gin. gin, okay. Yeah. Okay. And we call it a Chatham Dry style is, is very specific to how what we call the style is where you go and source uh, your alcohol by, by yourself. You make alcohol, alcohol by yourself okay. from local... Uh, Grains. grains and also that's why we say this is a style that we want to categorize if anybody else want to make it they can but okay. we want to know when people see a chat and dry style of gin they know there is a complete traceability and provenance in this uh, which at the moment you are the only Chaton style dry gin uh, in Kent yes okay, yeah so each one of our bottles <laughs> has uh, a batch and bottle yeah. uh, code and uh, we have a feature on our website uh, where if you type in the bottle and batch number mm -hmm. Uh, you get um, you get taken to a visual of the field where the grains were grown. Okay, okay. Um, okay. And that's something that uh, I think I can only think of one other distillery in the entire United Kingdom that that does that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so you know this essence of you know traceability and provenance, mm -hmm. um, and even a sense of terroir. Yeah. Um, is something that's really important, and as you taste it, comes through in the spirit itself. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's try the gin now. Okay. So now the gin, when you smell, uh, it has been developed into uh, by three layers again. Uh, it has got top, mid, and base notes. Top mm -hmm. notes being juniper, citrus sure, forward, course, yeah. that you can get the first thing straight away. It is a gin. Mm -hmm. That's why it's cit uh, citrus and juniper is more important flavors for us, and we uh, we did uh, make it with uh, those flavors forward. But the top notes made of juniper, coriander, and lemon. Lemon peel. Okay. That makes a top note. But then when you started tasting on it, cardamom comes through you know, and lingers in your mouth. Cardamom. Yes. Grains yes. of Paradise, yeah. which is a little bit aromatic, uh, peppery mm -hmm. note, okay. which, is, which you still find, which actually complements the rye uh, and the peppery note that mm -hmm. we get from our neutral. And we also have elderflower. Why we use elderflower is because that is the only flower I felt. Uh, gives a little bit of a spicy complement. Uh, than other flowers because elderflower champagne when you try it's sure, really yeah. really sparkling and spicy that's why elderflower these become the mid note I always say and anyway who doesn't like elderflower that's yeah, very nice very, very, <laughs> um, yeah. and it's, yeah, well, this uh, is very nice. it's got these yeah. unique characters of being <laughs> Kind of but obviously so your botanicals are coming from farther field than Kent yeah, yes right. uh, do you put as much into the traceability of where you get your juniper berries which I'm guessing is Tuscany these sorts of things. Uh, we, so we have got mm -hmm. one consistent supplier mm -hmm. who does that, and every time they have a harvest, they do so send us a harvest information that how okay. the harvest has been and where it is from, sure. and all the information. So it, if it requires the traceability, that could be extended to there as well. Okay. Yeah. But then uh, this is one thing: the botanicals. It's a it's a it's globally sourced. So. Not only Italian juniper. There are other yeah. countries who make uh, okay. really nice juniper as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we couldn't extend the uh, location. Uh, I mean, 
only produced in Kent kind of juniper because it's a bit difficult. I mean, at the same time as, you know, our objective is to make the, the very best spirit we can. Yeah. So, you know, there is a, an, an aspect of um, trying to avail yourself of the best sure. of everything that's available. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to be as local as possible. Yeah. Um, but you know that's not always possible. Of course, yeah. And and but going on that idea, you you built one of your own stills, and in fact, for the gin, Abby, you have a patent on your own gin to still gin still, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We designed all our equipment ourselves. That's incredible. Not only the gin still. Yeah. Yeah, the gin still we have got a patent on it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's just. Because you couldn't quite find what you needed out on the market already, or you had a great idea, or a little bit of both. Well, that's what this ginsel idea came around uh, around 2011 when I was in the, one of the dinners, distillers dinner, okay. and uh, they were talking about you know how uh, in a, there is one gin in the market uh, who people presumes it's a blue color gin, but it's actually a blue bottle. So will it not be great to have? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, It'll be great if anybody invents a process of getting a distillation, a color in the dis gin while distillation itself. But there is no yeah. equipment because gin distillery uh, or the gin industry have never invested any money on research and development on equipment. They started making gin in any pot stills that was available, then cartridge kind of stills that was available yeah. and all these things. So that triggered a uh, triggered an interest in me because I always wanted to go into equipment designing. So I said, okay. okay, I looked into it. And also people are moving between back and forth between the pot stills and the column still or vapor infusion stills is because how the product is produced, different style, like in vapor infusion, you get lighter style gins. Very nice, but lighter mm, style yeah. gins, but not enough body to last a cocktail or, or a gin and tonic, they get lost. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah, so they are very well for martini uh, gins. But then a pot still gins are much more rounder, but you get lesser extraction, you get vegetal notes coming because it's been boiling for a long time, the botanicals mm -hmm. for distillation. So these are the different elements that actually gave me the idea to come up with a still that we can get all the positives uh, and negate all the negatives from all these dis different distillation processes at the same time, create a process where you can have the color extraction uh, from the botanicals simultaneously so okay. this is combination of four different type of distillation in one one simultaneous distillation wow okay so that and is one. at the moment there's only one in existence and it's yes. in this distillery yes designed by you yes fantastic wow well as you're talking i'm 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 listening uh get a little bit over my head but also just still admiring the flavor of uh the gin it's it's not a like it's not hitting no, me, no. but that is a really nice, subtle, lasting finish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the outset, we we wanted to create a gin which is, you know, to speak plainly, just a really, really nice drink. Yeah. Um, you can, it, unusually for a gin, you could sip that, right? Yeah. Well, that's um, what I'm, I'm kind of doing. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what you do. Yeah. But um, you know, when you when you add some ice. Uh, some pink grapefruit and and some tonic to mm, it. Yeah. It is an incredibly uh, refreshing Moorish drink that mm. slips down. And uh, I mean, the only danger is you, you just kind of want to keep yeah, going back yeah, for more. Well, exactly, yeah. and that's exactly what we wanted to create, something that we would just really enjoy drinking. Um, I think we felt that there's been a lot of, uh, for a lot of reasons, um, a lot of craft gins which um, to catch attention of the consumer 
are things that maybe you want to try. Um, they're very heavy on one particular exotic botanical yeah. or um, maybe have a color or something like that and you might want to try them but it's not going to be a staple in your in your drinks cabinet right yeah. we want to create something that's a special gin mm-hmm. that is a luxury that is a treat um, but it's something that's a staple still balanced, treating. Guess, yeah not yeah. just i'll try this and then i'll move on to the next thing right. that i want to try not faddish Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. So, well, what should we move on to and try next then? Yeah. So, what we are going to try now next is uh, what do we say with our, our whiskey to be? Uh, okay. Which, which is we named it Son of a Gun. Okay. And uh, this is our green whiskey, Newick. So we make okay. green whiskey, and yeah. which is nothing but our all the grains whiskey. That's for whiskey we are doing is wheat. Barley, rye, and malted barley is the same recipe as our neutral for our grain mm-hmm. whiskey. Okay. And uh, why we wanted this product to be out is because so people can understand our motivation and our commitment towards the quality. Mm-hmm. And most of the whiskeys available in the market where they are overtaken by the barrel taste. Seventy, they say even say that seventy percent of our, the, our whiskey is comes from barrel the flavor. Yeah. But for us, we wanted to have the other way around. We wanted majority of the flavor comes from the distillery character okay. and the barrel complements it. Okay. That is why exactly we have launched Son of a Gun to show them okay. that we do not want barrel to take over. You can see the quality of the spirit that we're making first of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually uh, uh, cherish the whiskey when it comes out that we have taken care so much that the barrel has not taken over. So that's why. Okay. So grain, grain whiskey, only eight So you would weeks. call this a uh, cast finished English grains English grain spirit, spirit. and yeah. okay. and that's because we couldn't think of a better name because uh, there is no category yeah. for this it's not whiskey it's that's still not quite gin. clear um, yeah. yeah okay uh, so the best we could come up with was to write on the bottle what yeah. what it is yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a cask finished <laughs> English grain spirit um, and I think you know to add to what Abby said you know, we're a new distillery. Abbey has a fantastic reputation in the industry, um, which is which is great. We are a new distillery. Mm, wow. Um, and it is a crowded market. And Son of a Gun, we felt, um, is has the possibility to be an amazing product. Yes. It's an amazing drink in its own right. It's a very, very versatile for cocktails. Personally, I drink it over ice. Um but it works really well in all manner of cocktails. Um, but it's really, as Abby said, a statement of intent uh, of yeah. us as a distillery. We're not just another gin distillery that started in the backyard. You know, we are um, seeking to be a really high integrity, leading, uh, globally leading artisan, artisan distillery. And this is and this aged is for two months in, in wood. That's right, uh, eight weeks. Ex-bourbon. Barrels, okay. And also, after the aging, we charcoal filter it to take the color off. Okay. Because we say Ah, we're we're trying to do it as a new make kind of thing. With just a hint of the barrel, how we want our whiskey to be, you know, just. It's quite sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I could see it going well in a lot of cocktails and like uh, sort of sometimes maybe you have a whiskey cocktail and it's almost like. You add stuff to tone down the whiskey. Yeah, you wouldn't have to do that with this, I That's guess. Right. Yes, yeah. it's great in a whiskey style. Yeah. And also, one thing is this: this is exact same recipe as our neutral. So vodka, 
and this has got the exact same a grain recipe, right. but it has been distilled. Only difference is vodka has been distilled. The neutral has been distilled up to 96.5. Uh, okay. And this has been distilled up to 94.8. Okay. That, that 1.7% difference makes all these flavors. Now you'll find a lot of banana tropical fruit flavors mm, yeah, in okay. that. Almost so, like, a, like a young, or like a white rum. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's actually uh, pretty much like that. All those flavors that we created during uh, fermentation, a long, slow fermentation, seven days. I think nobody else does seven days of fermentation uh, because it... It is long. Yeah, I guess. Commercial size of the yeah. business. Yeah. Ideally, you'd want to do it in the three days. Yeah. But actually, yeah. from the outset, you know, when when we talked about what we wanted to do, um, we said we want to make the best spirits that yeah, sure. it's possible to make, um, and that creates. You know, I I often think about the process of industrialization that has happened, and the purpose of industrialization is really to cut corners mm-hmm. you call it efficiency yeah, sure. but it's really cutting corners yeah, yeah. actually some of those corners are worth putting back in um, and in many senses that's what we're doing yeah. in a lot of what we're doing okay that's a really interesting drink guys right. and also uh, it is very uh, sweet and soft you don't realize you're drinking yeah. a 47 no. percent uh, alcohol in there but it is so mellow in your tongue when yeah. it goes yeah yeah very mellow yeah i like it yeah mm. great Right, so we Where tried. We go from here? Yeah, yeah so uh, <coughs> after South Africa, now we'll go a little bit more about the gins element of it. Okay. Because uh, we've been doing Back a lot of gin, work okay. on that. Uh, so uh, we also made damson gin. Okay. So very nice. uh, there is a reason why we all, everybody talk about uh, slow gin, slow gin, but we chose to make damson gin. There was a reason because damson coming from Damascus, so called damson, mm. was brought to UK by the Romans. When they oh, came, right. when okay. invaded, and uh, that's why you see most of the Roman roads and all these things has got dams and hedges. Uh, so okay. they brought it as a hedge, okay. uh, hedge plant. So because Roman in- introduced it, and Roman came via Kent, so we thought mm-hmm. if we're in Kent, mm-hmm. what else to use sure. than damson? And also the the earliest known damson trade in UK commercially was done in Strood. So we are steeped road, in, yeah. in, in, in history for damson. So we thought we'll use damson as uh, making our gin. Right. So that's why we, we use damson. And uh, when you try this damson gin today, you'll see this is at 28%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we hardly use any sugar making this because the process of making damson gin is they steep damson with a lot of sugar mm-hmm. in gin across a long period of time, depends upon the distillery, six months, 12 months or more. But for us, uh, we did not use any sugar almost, and it is all the sugar that you're getting in that is mainly from the damsons, okay. and we almost used 750 kgs of damson equivalent per thousand liters that right. we produced wow. of this gin. So it's a huge amount of damson, that's why, if you have tasted damson before, damsons are sweet and tart. Yeah. That's what this damson okay. did is, sweet and tart. And the tartness balances the sweetness in such a beautiful way that you can say, I can go back to that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So it is also another drink that is ready to be dr- uh, drink sip just over ice. Sort of a classic British flavor as well that a lot of people don't even know what it is. Yeah, or, yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. It's, um, I mean, this is kind of this, plummy. Is maybe that's a, right. Oh yeah, our damson gin is plummy. It, right? yeah. Yes, our 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 damson gin is plummy <coughs> is because nice. we do not involve the skin. Uh, uh, not the skin. Uh, the peeps the, of the. Mm. 
the pit of the damson, which makes which it bitter, not, I guess. Yeah. Which makes it bitter as well as it makes it a lot of nutty flavors, uh, like almondine uh -huh. marzipan. But ours is much more plummy because we just use the flesh and the skin. Almondine marzipan, but also almost like sort of a port or a, yeah, right. a, a, a sweet sherry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's one that. Um, so, uh, you know, when I drink this, I drink it as you are now. Neat. Yeah. There's a bit of a theme there, isn't there? That yeah. I drink our spirits neat. Um, you know, with, with a bit of with a bit of ice, delicious, as you say, almost like a port or a or a, or a sherry. Well, it's good now. My wife just adds tonic, yeah, adds yeah. tonic, treats it like a gin and tonic. Also, like lemon, actually. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good now, but I can imagine maybe what three, four weeks ago it would have been great Christmassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great Christmassy yeah. drink, yeah. And also one more thing is uh, we do barrel mature damson gin, okay. so it goes in the barrel for oh, four right. weeks okay. in virgin oak barrels. Okay, which gives it sort of a, I guess a vanilla. Touch, yeah. okay. a touch of vanilla and a hint, hint of uh, extends the uh, the tannic nature like yeah. red wine so yeah. it actually quite makes it quite a bit drier okay. in your tongue yeah. well I hope the mic isn't picking up my lip smacking but I am lip smacking <laughs> <laughs> with that yeah. it's not as syrupy as I, as I expected the way no. you were describing it so. yeah it's because I, we haven't used no sugar, enough yeah. sugar at all okay. yeah. I mean that's a that's a theme um, in this you in this product, you need to use a tiny bit of sugar, but um, all of the spirits which you've tasted mm -hmm. so far have zero additive. Yeah, right? great. There is nothing in there. So a lot of a lot of gins out there will have sugar added. Yeah. All of our sweetness is coming from the grain, um, which is one of the reasons that it's so important to us and our distillery that we're doing everything ourselves. We have control through the process to to add the sweetness through the natural course of the yeah. process rather than additives. That's great. Yeah. Mm. That's great, okay. Right, so after the Damson gin, yes. we, we are going to try this, uh, our uh, collaborative gin that we uh, produced recently for uh, Leeds Castle. Okay, which is nearby. Yes, yeah. and it is the 900th anniversary this year. Okay. So that's why uh, we did a collaboration gin to do a batch of 900 bottles of gin with them mm -hmm. using some botanicals from their uh, compound Browns, yeah. Uh, yeah. estate. Yeah, so uh, it is called Mo Moti and Belly. It's the, it's the style of the castle, how it is. Okay. And uh, But the flavors of this gin, how described, is fig, rosehip, and pine so wonderful okay so we wanted to when when we're looking into what kind of gin we can make for them and uh, we talked about okay will it be summer flavors like just rose lavender citrus something like this mm -hmm. so we looked into it and one question it, it keeps coming to me is like when you say Leeds Castle if you know that place what comes to your mind first of all what do why do you go there is it because of the castle then the beautiful woodlands you go for golfing mm -hmm. And the woodland keeps coming to me. I was like, you know, it's such a beautiful woodland. Why don't we make a, a gin which makes people feel they're walking in Leeds Castle almost in there. You so know? an so expression of the botanicals. Exactly, okay. yeah. So yeah. they've they got, they got uh, rose gardens, okay? Yeah. Uh, they've got beautiful pine forest and all this. Thing. I was like, mm -hmm. let's make it like this. It's like walking through a really fresh forest where there is nice. there is uh, rose flower, flowers as well. So that's what we made it with. Figs there also, I've got a few fig trees in there. Figs, then rose hip and rose we have also used, and pine. Okay. So we collected those things from Lee's Castle and did the distillation. Uh, we have added other botanicals as well. But yeah, when you taste this, yes, okay. when you taste this, the fig, mm -hmm. okay, and the pine, 
you'll find it straight away. Okay. Do you use you. juniper? Well, yeah, yeah. Do you use it's all, ju- the, yeah. all, all the, the botanicals that are botanicals. in the duckyard? Not exactly same. Not exactly, okay. Yeah, but yeah, so it's a completely different product. Yeah, it's a completely different okay. product. And uh, uh, juniper predominant. 100%. Yeah, okay. This is one thing we do. We so do not cut down gin, on juniper. Okay. Yeah, it's always proper gin, but with complementing flavors of pine, rose hips, and fig. Okay, yeah. that'd be nice. So for well, fig, yeah. you know, for people that are that are not familiar, I mean, Leeds Castle in Kent, not mm-hmm. in not Yorkshire. In Leeds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in Leeds in Kent, um, which is very close to Ashford, um, where we have the international train station. Uh, is variously described as the most beautiful castle mm-hmm. in the country, um, and it's absolutely stunning. And to to think that it's nine hundred years old, I mean, it's it's really intact mm-hmm. and was lived in uh, in my lifetime. Okay. Um, it's an amazing visit, um, and I think for them to approach us, uh, which is the way around it happened, uh, and and ask us to collaborate with them it's very nice. to create uh, something to celebrate 900 years uh, when we're in our second year of distilling was was a great privilege actually um, and we're really proud of that product well, it's delicious it's really interesting wow um, yeah this is obviously in very small batches yeah. so only available it's of? available from uh, Leeds Castle's website okay. uh, yeah. and uh, and in our distillery so it's that's it's it. quite wow. uh, in limited uh, supply. It's, um, That's really interesting. Yeah, it's a really special collaboration. Wow. Would you guys like to do more sort of collabs like that? We, um, for sure. I mean, yeah. it, I think uh, it, you know, not be more case by case willy-nilly. Yeah, okay. Um, couldn't think of a better term than willy-nilly. Um, but, you know, if we think about um, the most beautiful castle in 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 the country's yeah, sure. 900th birthday. That's a collaboration that yeah, makes sure, a lot sure. of sense. Um, I wouldn't say the type that doesn't make sense, but I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. We we you know we're in the business of making you know world leading artisanal spirits, sure. um, and I think any collaboration needs to needs to match yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm. Well, that was delicious. Okay. Well. Yeah. So now that we are, uh, I will not say Leeds Castle is in our core range, but we have t- tried our core range. Okay. And as I said, we've been maturing our whiskey, which is slowly a uh, lot of patience. Uh, we've been monitoring it as well. So we're going to try two samples of whiskey today. Okay. But one of them being uh, green whiskey, which yeah. is like pretty much, son of a gun was eight weeks. This is 13 weeks. Okay. Uh, sample from Can the you barrel. technically call it a whiskey now? No, 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 okay. no, no. I'm saying okay. whiskey to be sampled. Okay. So we are giving it a sample of it, and also we'll ha- we'll try our malt whiskey. Uh, okay. uh, I mean, to be malt whiskey, 13 months uh, old in the okay. barrel. So let's start with the green whiskey because yeah. we can quickly go back to San Afghan and I say how the development has been going through. Okay. Yeah. So effectively aged for one year out of the three that it requires to age to for it to okay. become a whiskey yeah. um, and we uh, will be launching it's called Mast House Whiskey okay um, both the uh, malt and the grain variety uh, called Mast House Whiskey and we'll be launching uh, one of them depending on how they mature um, probably in and around June 2020 Okay. Um, Please so, keep me posted. So this is a very, very. Uh, we don't let many people in on uh, tasting this because right. you know obviously it's 
it's young, right? But quality. Yeah. So the creaminess. Oh, yeah. Yes. I would say that maybe is the best word for everything you have that I've tried is creamy. Yeah. Mouthfeel and, but also yeah. the flavor, yeah. So this is our grain whiskey. I see a very similar element to Son of a Gun, but a little bit little okay. more creamier note. Okay, a little toffee caramel note comes through as well yeah, in this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. The sweetness, yeah. I would say, is also part of our... Yeah. Easy drinking is basically part of our um, character. Yeah. So what is the Son of a Gun is very fruity. But with mm. the age, the fruitiness is balancing out, mellowing yeah. out with the other flavors of maturity. So, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Okay. That's really neat. So, so, I think, you know, yeah. we, I, I, no one around this table uh, has a crystal ball. Um, Thank you. But I think we really believe that there are some, some uh, English distilleries out there doing some really interesting stuff in mm -hmm. the in the whiskey category and english whiskey i would say isn't yet a thing right um they were talking about this earlier there's only just a very even very there's a handful fillers, yeah there's a there's a handful um you know we you know we yet haven't yet released a, a whiskey um but what we want to do is really try to put um english whiskey on the map from a quality yeah. perspective you're at a point where you can define what it is what an English whiskey is supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. And we were talking about this. Can you go into depth a little bit more about yeah, that? So we, While I enjoy so, this. Uh, so we're, um, <laughs> yeah, enjoy, enjoy. Um, so uh, we're really, really conscious. And I think we believe quite strongly that, you know, English whiskey doesn't have, um, I think it's fair to say, uh, lots and lots of marketing dollars. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have a presence in the, in the mind of consumers. Um, and we, our belief is that f certainly for our whiskey, um, for us to establish ourselves, uh, we need to um, we need to make sure that it is uber high quality. Sure. Um, one of the things that we are doing, or we have done actually, we published it, um, is to create a, a charter. Okay. Um, for how we make our whiskey, how mm -hmm. we make Master House whiskey. Um, and it sets out very clearly for everybody to see. Um, if it's not available on our website right now, it it it, um, it will be uh, in a matter of uh, in a matter of weeks. Um, the the standards that we distill to um, okay. it encompasses things like you know where do we get our grains from, um, which is something that is extraordinarily rare yeah. in whiskey production uh, to have that level of provenance in sure. whiskey. Uh, it sets out where um, all elements of the process should take place um, and uh, and so on and so forth. So as you break down the process of making a whiskey, we have articulated for everybody to see, you know, what are the standards that we're making it to. Um, and that should help people understand what it is we're trying to do. The length that we're going to, to create uh, a great product uh, and hopefully... Um, not just for enthusiasts, but for those who haven't yet tried an English whiskey, give them the confidence yeah. um, that they can. That it's they not can, a gimmick. That they yeah. can try it. It's yeah. not a gimmick. Yeah. It's not something that we've knocked up um, overnight mm. um, and and matured for three years uh, and calling it a whiskey, sure. but they can really get into it and and enjoy it as as a whiskey lover. Yeah. And I guess very briefly compared to Scottish whiskies, 
you're gonna it's gonna mature faster because it's it's warmer and you have more extremes in, in yes. temperature here, even though we're still quite north. And that's what we're perspective finding. Perspective right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. In, in summer, the distillery it could inside get quite the distillery, hot intense, yeah. yeah, it gets thirty four degrees. Okay. Inside and in the winter it goes up to around two degrees. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So the the difference is huge. Yeah. The peaks. Yeah. So not quite tropical no. aging, no. But, but that concept. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah, so you can see that in that the maturation, yeah. what has happened in, in 13 months. Oh, it's completely the, different, yeah. The, the malt whiskey, uh, uh, the second sample, is coming so close. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. amazing, yeah. But people don't have to take my word for it. They can come here and see, right? You've Since the start, you've been doing tours. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Our yeah. tours are, um, I think, have... Uh, have um, beaten our expectations. I don't think we ever believed that they would be as popular as they are. We've had over 30,000 visitors in, um, in, in the two years that we've, since we opened the doors. Um, it helps that, you know, Chatham and Rochester are um, extraordinary places to visit in their own yeah. right with, um, with incredible castle, Rochester Castle, um, great cathedral, Rochester Cathedral, mm-hmm. Chatham Historic Dockyard, uh, which was, of course, the site of um, where HMS Victory was was built, um, and so many other amazing things in history. The first ever Union flag was sure. sewn there, and it's got the only working uh, ropery in the country, actually. All right, um, yeah. Rope making factory, I think, is it's very artisanal, so I wouldn't call it a factory. Um, and that's right next door to us. So, right. um, and I think um, doing some good culture and some good history and yeah. then topping off your day with a with a tour of a distillery there's where, a delicate there's a deli on site uh, that i had exactly, lunch there it was very good yeah can, uh, you, where you can yeah. feed yourself and warm yourself up with a cup of tea if if you need to uh-huh. if it's as cold as it is today um but it's it's something that uh you know we, we don't like to use the word unique too too much um but uh, as a distillery tour i think one of the things that people enjoy is that in our distilling hall, uh, in our amazing Victorian um, former pump house, yeah. um, you know, you have every element of the process in one distilling hall. Sure. You know, it's very rare that you can go on a distillery tour and you'll be shown, you know, a milling machine where we mill the grains. Yeah. You'll see how we make. Uh, which came our, from across the river. Which came yeah. from, you know, just 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 down the road exactly. Yeah. Um, you'll see how we make dis- the distiller's beer. We've got the, the, a brewery in effect. Right, yeah. um, and you kind of get three distillery tours in one because you know, we talk about the whiskey pro- process. Mm-hmm. We've got vodka and, of course, we've got gin as well. Sure. We always top off our tours with a tasting neat of the, um, of the spirits and they always finish with a, with a lovely gin and tonic sure. in our bar as part of the... Um, as part of the ticket. Yeah, and if you're coming via London on the high-speed train, as you did today, which I did today from St Pancras, you can get here faster than I get to most places in London. That's so right. I was, it's thirty minutes. <laughs> from yeah, I think London. it was just under thirty minutes, maybe, which yeah. was amazing. Um, how can people find out more? So uh, we have um, we have a, an active Facebook page, uh, Copper River, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Copper River Distillery. Um, and our website, uh, www.copperrivetdistillery.com. Okay. okay, great. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much. These are delicious, these are delicious drinks, and I uh, enjoy talking with you and thank spending you. time seeing the distillery. Thanks yeah. for giving thank us you. some time. Thank you. Great Thanks to so spend much. time with you.